today's economic report and what anyone is saying about a place has never been the deciding factor or the regulator of the blessings of God upon his children. Hello there, greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to this special broadcast. I believe that God has a word for us today. I believe that something major is happening in our lives at this season. I believe that the wonders of God is at work in our lives this season. I'd like you to understand that for every season that God allows you to face, there is either something that he's taking you out of or there is something that is bringing you into there is no season that is a waste in the life of a child of God there is no season that is an accident in the life of a child of God we serve a God who is very intentional we serve a God who is very deliberate we serve a God who is very purposeful I am confident that God is working wonders in our lives this season I like you to live with this consciousness I like you to live with this focus live with this understanding as a guide in your prayer life live with this consciousness you are in the will of God you are in alignment with the purpose of God and as his word has said and as we believe that all things work together for our good it is important that you understand that this season of your life God is working wonders in your life you are in the will of God you are in the program of God it doesn't matter what is happening around it doesn't matter what the media is saying you are in the plan of God you are in the program of God every season like I said that God allows you to face there is something is bringing you out of or there is something is taking you into I like you to understand that this season of your life God is doing something remarkable God is doing something outstanding you're gonna look back at this season of your life and you will rejoice at the great growth you will experience the great revival you experience the great clarity that you will begin to enjoy and you say indeed everything worked for my good in the name of Jesus Christ. I'd like to encourage you at this moment, please share this video on your timeline. There is someone who is going to be blessed by today's broadcast. Share this video, put a call through to someone, let them know that God's word is about to come with power, with great grace, and God is about to do something remarkable. I'd like you to understand this, dear friend, as you hear me now. It does not matter what the issue of your life is. It doesn't matter what the struggle has been. It doesn't matter what the challenge has been. I'd like you to know that the power of God is coming to you right where you are as the word of God is being preached right now. I decree in the name of Jesus that every area of your life where you need the touch of God, every area of your life where you need the manifestation of God's power, I decree that it will happen. I decree as God's word is coming 
healing, that you receive healing in every area where you have an infirmity. I decree a revival in your spiritual life. I decree a supernatural turnaround as the word of God is coming right now. I decree that God's hand is upon your life. I decree a miracle. I decree a turnaround in the name of Jesus Christ. In a short while, we're getting into the teaching for today. God's word that is coming right now is going to be a blessing to your life. It's going to be a source of direction to your life. Please get a note, get a pen. You need to take down some inspiring notes, some empowering dimensions as God's word comes forth. Don't forget, share this video right now on your timeline. There is someone that needs to hear. There is someone that needs to watch. There is someone that needs to be blessed by this broadcast because every time God speaks, we get a dimension of his will. We get a comprehension of his purpose. More than anything, his word comes forth to bring healing. His word comes forth to reveal his vision to us. His word comes forth to reveal his mind to us for the season. And I believe that what you're about to hear from God's word will be a major blessing in your life and it will cause a supernatural shift in the name of Jesus Christ. Today we're looking at the subject existing as a blessing existing as a blessing the word of god says in genesis chapter 12 verse 2 looking at the amplified bible translation it says and i will make you a great nation and i will bless you abundantly and make your name great exalted distinguished and you shall be a blessing a source of great good to others this was what god was saying to abraham and we understand that what god says to one he says to all so we can connect to this even as i read it again and i will make you you a great nation you can put your name there i will make emmanuel a great nation i will bless emmanuel abundantly and i will make emmanuel's name great exalted distinguished and emmanuel shall be a blessing a source of great good to others the bible says in matthew 23 verse 11 matthew 23 verse 11 also looking at the amplified bible translation it says but the greatest among you will be your servant but the greatest among you will be your servant. And God's word also saying in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11. It says, you will be enriched in every way so that you may be generous. This is what God is saying to you. You will be enriched. You will be blessed. You will be empowered in every way so that you may be generous. And this generosity administered through us is producing thanksgiving to God from those who benefit. This generosity that we administer, this generosity that we reach out to people with, is producing thanksgiving to God from those who benefit. And what God says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4, the Amplified Bible translation, it says, Who comforts and encourages us in every trouble so that we will be able to comfort and encourage those who are in any kind of trouble with the comfort with which 
we ourselves are comforted by God. I'd like to read it again. Who comforts and encourages us in every trouble so that we will be able to comfort and encourage those who are in any kind of trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And the word of God also speaking um, in Zechariah chapter 8 verse 13c. He says, so I will save you that you may be a blessing. So I will save you so that you may be a blessing. Fear not, let your hands be strong. So I said the subject is existing as a blessing, existing as a solution, living as a light, reflecting God's glory in your community, reflecting God's glory in your family, reflecting God's glory in your church, reflecting the glory of God to those who come in contact with you every day, existing as a blessing. And I pray for you in the name of Jesus from today, effortlessly, naturally, and supernaturally, you begin to live as a blessing you begin to live as a light you begin to live as a solution reflecting the glory of god to everyone that comes in contact with you in the name of jesus christ dear friends i like us to understand this that amongst the many benefits um that we ensure in god for us to exist as a blessing is a major reason why jesus came for us to live as a blessing is a major reason why jesus paid the ultimate price and jesus even modeled this kind of life he lived as a blessing in his days on earth he lived as a blessing it was an outstanding blessing the bible tells us something remarkable in acts chapter 10 verse 38 it says how god anointed jesus christ of nazareth with the holy ghost and with power who went about doing good who went about being a blessing so existing as a blessing is living in such a way that lives are better because of you living in such a way that people are thankful to God that you are a Christian. Living in such a way that people are grateful to God that you were born. Living in such a way that people are grateful to God that you crossed their path. Living in such a way that the kind of life you live is a light that shines in the darkness of others. Existing as a blessing. And I believe that as God's word is coming out, the empowerment you need, the, the grace that you need, the touch of the Holy Ghost that you need to live as a blessing is being released on you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. So existing as a blessing is living with a conscious mentality of being a blessing and being a plus anywhere you find yourself. Consciously living with the mentality consciously living in the the, the, the the truth that everywhere you find yourself you are supposed to be a plus you are supposed to be a blessing in the office in the church in your family in anything you are involved in living with the consciousness that things must work out because of you living with a consciousness that you are an agent of peace not an agent of confusion living with the consciousness that you are a force of unity not an instrument of division living with a consciousness living with an attitude and a focus that anything you are a 
part of must progress. That anything you are a part of must expand. That anything you are a part of must be fruitful because of you. This is what it means to live as a blessing. Living with a consciousness and a focus that even the church that you are a part of must progress and must be united because of you. This is what we are talking about when we talk about existing as a blessing. I pray that the grace needed, the anointing needed, the empowerment needed, the wisdom needed for you to live as a blessing, for you to exist as a light comes on you today in the name of Jesus Christ. So when we talk about existing as a blessing, we're talking about living in such a way that you don't just watch things happen. You don't just talk about things that others should make happen, but you commit yourself to making things happen. You see, when you exist as a blessing, you don't cause crisis in any place. When you exist as a blessing, you don't make empty and unproductive analysis of crisis in a place, but you commit yourself to solving problems, you commit yourself to being an inspiration, you commit yourself to resolving issues, you commit yourself to making sure that crisis and tension comes to an end because of you. I'm talking about living life in such a way that you are not a problem to solutions, but you are a solution to problems. You are not an obstacle to solutions, but you are an empowerer, you are a support, you are an inspiration to good things and to good people. You see, friends, in life, there are those that we call change advocates, okay? There are people that we call change advocates. They believe that they know what is needed to be done. They believe that they know the things that must be done for a country to be better. They believe they know what needs to be done for a church to be more united. They believe that they know the things that must be done for the organizations to be more profitable. These are change advocates. These folks complain about the wrong ways things are being done and they are constantly asking for the right things to be done. But the problem here is that they do not commit themselves to start doing the right things. They do not commit themselves to becoming the change they want to see. They do not commit themselves to taking action on what they feel needs to be done. These guys we call change advocates. They make a perfect analysis of the crisis. They suggest what to be done and that's where it ends. But you see, there are others that we call change sponsors. These are sponsors of change. They are people who support change. They do not have the courage or the conviction to take the lead, but they would support anyone. They would do anything, you know, to assist anyone who wants to lead the change. They, they, they don't want to take the heat. They don't want to be mentioned as frontliners. They won't take the major risk that needs to be taken for things to be done. These are change sponsors. They would do anything to assist anyone who wants to spearhead change. Listen, there is the third. We call these the change beneficiaries. These are recipients of change. They are the ones who benefit from a transformation. They are the ones who benefit from change. They are neither change advocates, neither are they change sponsors. They are always on the receiving end of whatever a person does. They wait for things to happen. They will be happy if things happen. But if things don't change, they will manage the status quo. They will manage to survive. These ones 
move in the direction of the dominant voices. These ones live at the mercy of the person whose voice is the loudest. We call them the change beneficiaries. And I love the fourth category. These are called the change agents. These are the ones who exist as a blessing just as their name is. That is how their character and their actions are. They are forces of change. They are prepared to risk it all so that the transformation that they desire becomes a reality. These are agents of positivity. These are agents of positive impact. And even as children of God, they notice a crisis. They notice a challenge. They wait on God in the place of prayer. By the wisdom of God, they deploy solutions. By the wisdom of God, they bulldoze every obstacle. These are agents of change in their family. These are agents of change in their churches. These are agents of change in their businesses. Listen to this, dear friends. Agents of change don't wait for things to happen. They don't just talk about things that are not happening. They make things happen. And this is what God wants us to be. This is how God wants us to live. God has called you and I to be agents of change by the wisdom and the empowerment of his spirit. He wants us to be agents of transformation. He wants us to be outlet of his love. Our families ought to be better because of us. Our organizations ought to be better because of us. The places where we work ought to be better because of us. I like you to understand this dear friend even as you watch that there is an anointing upon your life as a child of God there's an anointing there's a grace upon your life as a child of God to live and to function as a force of change there is an anointing upon your life there is a grace upon your life to live as an instrument of change there is a grace upon your life to live as a blessing and I decree over your life today in the name of Jesus that the wisdom, the boldness, the supernatural direction that you need to begin to function as an agent of change, it comes upon you right now in the name of Jesus. And I decree that from this day, your voice will be heard. From this day, your impact will be felt. From this day, I decree that you break out of the control of fear. In the name of Jesus, I decree that from today, you come out of the shadows. From today, you come out of intimidated living. From today, you come out of timidity. I decree that the hand of God is upon you and you begin to shine as a light in the name of Jesus. You shine in that family. You shine in that business. You shine in that career path in the name of Jesus. And I decree that by the power of the Holy Ghost from today, your light shines in every dark place. And I decree that through you, many will confess the Lordship of Jesus. Through you, many will fall in love with Jesus again. I decree that by the anointing that is being released upon you right now, through you, all those around you will testify of the love and the touch of Jesus in the name of Jesus. I decree that right now upon you is an impartation of supernatural strength that you need to function as a light from today in the name of Jesus. I'd like you to say this with me, dear friends. Repeat this after me. Say in the name of Jesus, the hand of God is upon me. In the name of Jesus, I am an agent of change. In the name of Jesus, I exist as a solution. In the name of Jesus, the light of God shines through me in dark places and it prevails. Say in the name of Jesus, I am a solution to problems. In the name of Jesus, I exist 
as a blessing. So shall it be in the mighty name of Jesus. I'd like you to know, dear friends, that you are not yet confirmed as a blessing until you start thinking and living as a blessing to your world. You are not just in this world to be a recipient of the actions and the reactions of others. You are in this world to shine your light over every dark place. You are in this world to live as a blessing. You are in this world as a kingdom agent of productivity. You are in this world as a kingdom agent of fruitfulness. You are in this world as a light and this is the mentality that you ought to carry to make impact in every place. You are not a problem. You are not a minus. The hand of God is upon you. The wisdom of God is at work in your life. Every place you enter, you cause a multiplication effect. Multiplication of profit, multiplication of good news, multiplication of favor. You've got to carry this consciousness with you because the hand of God is upon you. You are not like others. It is important that you understand this truth that God has called you into. I'd like to share this with you very importantly, friends, that one of the major obstacles of living as a blessing, one of the enemies of living as a blessing, one of the enemies of a life of impact is selfishness. And this is what the enemy triggers in the heart of people to make them lack impact in life. When the enemy triggers selfishness in the heart of a person, they are denied a platform for impact. When a person has a heart of selfishness, the person becomes overwhelmingly conscious of themselves, even if it means hurting others. This kind of attitude will make you conscious just of your needs so that you don't see any need in being a blessing to others. So you find a person will say, I don't even have enough to eat and they are telling me to be a blessing to others. This is the kind of mindset that keeps people small. This is the kind of mindset that fights greatness. You need to understand that every true great person, every outstanding person understands the truth that selfishness denies impact. These are people who understand what it means to spend of themselves for others. These are people who understand that whatever leaves your hand does not leave your life. Whatever leaves your pocket does not leave your life. It actually goes into the future waiting for you in a multiplied dimension. This is the mindset you need to carry. This is the mindset you need to develop. Overcoming and prevailing over the temptation and the traps of selfishness when you check Bible records of men and women that God used for exceptional things, you will observe a consistent trait of selflessness in your life. I'm talking of men and women who were high impact makers, men and women who were generational influencers. These were people who lived as a blessing to their generation. These were men and women who conquered selfishness and they conquered self centeredness. These were men and women who focused on the 
big picture that God showed them and they saw and they lived and they spoke beyond themselves. They understood that they had been sent to their world. They had been empowered by the Holy Ghost to shine in the darkness that they found in their generation. This is the mindset you've got to have. I like to look at a couple of examples just to make this read to us. A couple of examples of individuals who prevailed and overcame the trap of selfishness in their generation and they shone so bright, so much so that we talk about them today as if they died yesterday. These are men and women who prevailed over the seduction of selfishness, over the temptation of selfishness. First, we look at the man called Joseph. Yes, the same Joseph that you know, the same Joseph that his brother sold into slavery, the same Joseph that his master threw into prison over a false accusation. Yes, that same Joseph, he had his own challenges, he had his own problems, he had his own frustration, but he was busy, he was occupied solving the problem of others. We see from the story of Joseph that from the moment he came into the house of Potiphar, instead of looking for how to steal, instead of looking for how to satisfy himself, Joseph brought increase. Joseph brought honor to the house of Potiphar. And by the presence of Joseph in the house of Potiphar, Potiphar became prosperous. Potiphar became a great man. Joseph was not looking for how to take advantage of Potiphar because he had prevailed over the temptation of selfishness. And here is the truth about the story of Joseph. Even if Joseph had decided to steal from Potiphar, we see very clearly from the story that Potiphar would never have known because Joseph was in full custody of all that Potiphar had. But Joseph was was driven by the fear of God and he had conquered the temptation of selfishness. More so, there is something remarkable we see in the life of Joseph. Joseph understood that you can never be greater than the person you are stealing from. I'd like you to take note of that. You will never be greater than the person you are stealing from. You will never be greater than the person you are taking advantage of. The real reason why people steal, the the real reason why people take advantage of others is because of selfishness and short-sightedness. In the political world today and in all sectors, even in the religious body, a major reason why people steal is because they are afraid of their future and they are driven by selfishness, they are driven by self-centeredness, they are driven by short-sightedness. But Joseph lived differently. Joseph conquered selfishness Joseph understood that God was in charge of his life and no wonder he became such a remarkable testimony that we talk about even till now. Another shining testimony that is worth talking about is the man called David. David was selfless. David risked everything to fight the dreaded Goliath. David was unhappy that Goliath was intimidating his people. David was unhappy that Goliath was disrespecting his God. If you understand the story very carefully, Goliath did not come at David directly. Goliath did not come to challenge David. 
David could have considered it that, oh, Goliath is not my problem. Goliath did not come for me. Let everybody face Goliath themselves. But David stood up to fight a giant to restore the pride of his people and to defend the honor of his God. David stood up and it was as David stood up for the pride of his people and for the dignity of the name of his God that national recognition came to him. As David stood up selflessly, honor, significance came to him. I'd like you to take note of this, dear friends. You cannot experience true honor living a selfish life. Selfishness and self-centeredness will rob you of a life of honor. It will rob you of a life of significance. It will rob you of a life of substance. For you to live a life that carries weight, for you to live a life that carries essence, you must first overcome selfishness. You must first overcome self-centeredness. It is important you take note of this, that the shortcut to influence the shortcut to significance is to passionately live as a blessing passionately exist as a blessing and this begins from the state of your mind it begins from the state of your thinking look beyond yourself look beyond your needs look beyond the challenges you have think beyond yourself Think generationally. Think of the generation that God has planted you. God has brought you to a time like this and has kept you for a time like this because there is a light that you need to shine in a dark places. There is a solution that only you have. But if you keep looking at your needs alone, you keep looking at yourself alone, you rob your generation of what God has sent you to this world to release to them. Dear friends, I'd like you to understand this truth that the candle that refuses to light others will go out too soon. When your hands are stretched out to lift others, you also enjoy the blessing of helpers. Many a time we pray and ask God to send us helpers, but we need to understand what it means to release the seed of help. What you decide to make happen for others, God will make happen in your life. What you decide to extend to the life of others, God will make sure you are also a recipient of that gift. For scripture cannot be broken. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. It is important, it is compulsory that you overcome the temptation of selfishness, self-centeredness. Another person that we see that lived as a blessing in his world, that lived selflessly, is the man called Solomon. Solomon conquered selfishness. When Solomon, according to scriptures in 1 Kings chapter 3, when Solomon had that privileged encounter with God, Solomon could have asked for wealth. Solomon could have asked for power. Solomon could have asked for fame. But instead, Solomon said, Lord, give me wisdom so I can be a blessing to your people. Give me wisdom so I can serve your people better. It was such an incredible demonstration of selflessness, uh, an expression of foresight, an expression of a man who has prevailed over self-centeredness. Imagine, for example, dear friend, if God walked into your room today and said, my child, whatever your name is, and God called you by your name and said, my child, ask me of anything. Many of us would ask God for the power to kill certain people that we have 
been suspecting for a long time are the enemies of our progress. Many of us will ask God to give us the kind of money, the kind of material possession, the kind of fame that no one has ever seen before. But this man called Solomon, he had all these options because he was a human being like us. But he said to God, give me wisdom so I can be a blessing. I don't want to be a burden to my generation. I don't want to slow down your desire for my generation. I don't want to be a waste in my generation. Give me wisdom so I can rightly align myself with your will and your purpose for my generation. Give me wisdom so I can advance your purpose. I can advance your will in my generation. And when God heard him, God said, you have spoken well. I will give you far more than you have asked for. Dear friends, God knows the needs of your life. God knows the vacuums in your life. When you become selfless, when you overcome the temptation of self-centeredness, when you stop looking at your needs, your needs, your needs alone, then God becomes committed to fixing the issues of your life. You see, a major reason why many of us are not enjoying the help of God, we're not enjoying the provision of God like we ought to enjoy, we are so fixated on our needs, we are so consumed on our needs, and I believe that this was also the testimony that Hannah had to share to our world. For a long time, we see very clearly that the rival of Hannah by the name of Penina, according to God's word in 1 Samuel chapter 1, kept on mocking Hannah, kept on ridiculing her because she had children and Hannah did not have and for a long time Hannah kept on asking God give me a child give me a child give me a child give me a child until it got to a point that Hannah decided to focus on the needs in the house of God and Hannah discovered that God was in need of a prophet God was in need of someone who would stand in the gap between him and his people God was in need of someone who would be a shining light to his people and Hannah changed her prayer point and Hannah began to say Lord I know you need a prophet. Make me a medium to releasing that prophet. Make me a channel to releasing that prophet. Make me a channel to putting an end to this ridicule in your house. Make me a medium to putting an end to this shame that your house is faced with. And as Hannah changed her prayer point, the Bible shows us that God opened her womb. Dear friends, i like you to understand this. That as you grow in selflessness, your container and your capacity for God's blessing expands. As you begin to put the pleasure and the joy of the Father above your personal needs, as you begin to put the pleasure and the joy of Jesus above your personal desires, you grow in your capacity for His blessing. You grow in your capacity for breakthroughs. I'd like you to understand this, even as you check Bible records, that selfless men were the greatest of men. These were men who conquered selfishness, who conquered self-centeredness in their days. Look at the life of Moses. Look at the case of Nehemiah. Look at the story of Barnabas. Look at the story of Abraham. Look at the story of Jesus. These were men who prevailed over the temptation, the seduction of selfishness and self-centeredness. Don't forget we're looking at the subject existing as a blessing. This is what God wants us to hear this season. This is what God wants us to focus on this season. Even as we wait on him for the wisdom that we need, the 
direction that is necessary, the clarity that is necessary to prevail over the temptation to prevail over the human element of selfishness. Because the average human being is selfish. The average human being is self-centered. But when we yield ourselves to the workings of the Spirit of God, when we yield ourselves to the dealings of God, we begin to manifest the virtue, the kingdom virtue, the righteous virtue of selflessness. I'd like you to understand this, dear friends, that the secret to increase, the secret to uncommon influence, the secret to genuine relevance in the kingdom of God is to have a heart of selflessness. I'm talking about increase, outstanding increase, unstoppable increase, uncommon influence, genuine relevance in the kingdom of God is a heart of selflessness. When you begin to develop a heart of selflessness, you are rightly positioned for outstanding increase. You are rightly positioned for genuine relevance. You are rightly positioned for uncommon influence. It is important to develop a heart that sees beyond self, a heart that sees beyond personal gains, a heart that is deeply, deeply considerate of the will of the purpose of God in all things. Dear friends, I'd like you to know that it is selfishness that makes you close your eyes to the needs of others, even when they are very obvious to you. Selfishness that make you notice a need in your church and yet you are waiting for someone else to do something about what God showed you. It is selfishness that makes you notice a need in the life of a person and instead of going to the place of intercession, instead of interceding for them, you refuse to pray for them. It is selfishness. But I'd like you to know that it is selflessness that makes you esteem and honor kingdom commitment above personal convenience. It is selflessness that makes you see a need in the life of someone and you trust God for the resources, you trust God for the wisdom to do something about it. Dear friends, I need you to understand today that until we conquer selfishness, we are not truly ready to live as a blessing. Until we conquer selfishness, we are not ready to experience and to manifest the glory of God in our generation. We have been called to manifest God's glory. We have been called to be outlets of the love of God. We have been called to shine the light of God in every dark place. We have been called to pull others out of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. But until you conquer selfishness, you will not understand your place in this end time agenda. Until you conquer selfishness, you will keep being focused on little things that don't matter. Bread to eat, a place to stay, clothes to wear. But when you prevail over selfishness when you prevail over self-centeredness, you begin to see the bigger picture. You begin to see God's purpose, God's will for your generation. You begin to see the reason why God has kept you for such a time as this. The final example I want to talk about of someone who conquered selfishness, who conquered self-centeredness, is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He is our ultimate model of selflessness. He came, he loved, he suffered, he labored just to reconcile man back to the Father. He spent of himself just to see that man enjoys a renewed relationship, a reconciled walk with the Father. Jesus did not turn his back when he was being beaten. Jesus did not turn his back when the price was high. He kept at 
the sacrifice. He kept at the commitment of being a blessing. There are many of us today who have withdrawn our support for certain people when we saw that the price was high. When criticisms came, we withdrew our support for certain people. There are some of us today when we were not being appreciated, when we were not being recognized the way we wanted to be recognized and appreciated, we withdrew our support from certain people. There are even folks who are watching me right now who belong to certain churches when your leader, Maybe a departmental leader, maybe your pastor failed to recognize you, failed to appreciate you. You withdrew your support, you withdrew your commitment from the church. But our Lord Jesus was a perfect example, is a perfect example of selflessness. He lived differently, even when the price was so high. He stayed with his commitment of being a blessing, even when he was not being recognized by those he had labored for. He maintained his commitment to being a blessing. You see, friends, you must understand that situations must not change who you are. The appreciation of people or the lack of it should not change who you are. Keep being an expression of who you are. No one should succeed in turning you to an evil person. No one should succeed in taking you to hell. No one should succeed in making you a bitter person. It is extremely important that we learn we 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 adopt the example the model of our lord jesus christ it is important that before you quit on your commitment in helping people before you turn your back on your commitment ask yourself is this what god wants me to do will god be proud of me that because of these issues i'm withdrawing my support will god be proud of me that because of these issues i'm turning my back on the commitment that i made am i making god proud as i turn my back from helping this person from helping this organization it is important that you understand what it means to be selfless what it means to overcome self-centeredness dear friends i like you to know today that you and i have been saved you and i are daily empowered by God to live as a blessing to our world, to live as a blessing anywhere we find ourselves. For you to focus only on yourself is to live a very small, a very insignificant life. I'd like you to know that from where you are, with what you have, you can be a blessing to someone. You can be a blessing to your generation, but you have to see it, you have to believe it, and you have to start living it. It is extremely important that you know that God has called you to be a blessing. Don't accept anything otherwise. You are a blessing. You are a plus. You are not average. You are an asset in any place you find yourself because that is what God calls you. He calls you light. He calls you a blessing. He calls you a plus. Make sure that by all means, every place you find yourself, give that blessing effect. Give that multiplication effect. Be a light. Be an inspiration. Be a solution. Radiate the love of Jesus. Radiate the light of God. Be an outlet of God's love. Let God touch people through you. Let God reach out to people through you. And you keep making God proud as you live with this consciousness. I'd like you to take note of these very important lessons as I attempt to round off on today's sharing. The first that's important, which I want you to take note of, selfishness 
kills integrity consciousness selfishness kills integrity consciousness it is impossible to live a selfish life and yet be conscious of integrity selfishness makes ridicule of integrity consciousness selfishness makes integrity not to be a priority to you selfishness reduces the value and the essence of integrity before your eyes when you are selfish when you are self-centered you become conscious only of personal gain you become fixated on material profit above a desire to have a good name it is one of the pains it is one of the demerits of living a life of selfishness a life of self-centeredness selfishness will deny you the passion will rob you of the passion to live a life of integrity the second thing I'd like you to take note of now is that selfishness prevents visionary living. Selfishness prevents visionary living. Selfish people don't see beyond the immediate. Selfish people don't see very far. If you truly want to live a visionary and impactful, a significant life, you must overcome selfishness. You must be ready to go out of your way. You must be ready to live a generation you must be ready to live with a generational consciousness you must overcome self-centeredness because selfishness is an enemy of visionary living the third truth I like you to take note of is that selfishness sponsors foolishness selfishness sponsors foolishness when you are driven by selfishness when you are driven by self-centeredness you will keep making foolish decisions and not even know it but selfless people are people of wisdom here is the truth here a selfish person sees the ways and the principles of a selfless person and considers it as foolishness because a selfish person does not understand why you have an opportunity to steal and you're not stealing why you have an opportunity to take advantage of people and you're not doing it but a selfless person knows better a selfless person knows that whatever a person sows he will surely reap and like i said earlier you will never be greater than the people you are stealing from you will never be better than the person you are taking advantage of and we see remarkably so an example of someone who selfishness made him live a foolish life in the book of joshua we see a remarkable example scripture tells us of a man called Achan. Achan was a man who stole and buried it after the victory of God's people over the world of Jericho, everyone was excited about what God was to do next. Everyone was excited about the next dimension. Everyone was excited about the next phase of glory. Having seen the power of God as the wall of Jericho fell down flat, but one man allowed selfishness, one man allowed foolishness to lead him to steal for his own appetite. And guess what? He stole and buried it. And this was what brought an end to his existence. God was taking him and others to an enviable position where there will be no lack of material things. There will be no need 
for material things. All they needed would be supplied. But because foolishness is a product of selfishness, this man could not see beyond the immediate. And this is what happens to many of us. We come to a place where God wants to use us as a light. God wants to use us as a blessing. We refuse to see beyond the immediate. We refuse to see beyond little material gains. And the place that God has called us, the place that God has positioned us to be a light, we begin to take advantage of the people. And this robs us of a great future, robs us of a great destiny. Another remarkable truth I'd like you to take note of is that selfishness opposes God's plan of divine supply. Selfishness opposes God's plan of divine supply. The word of God shows us something remarkable in Proverbs 11 verse 25. The Bible says, a liberal soul shall be made fat. A liberal man shall be made fat. God is saying here, I give fatness to the person who is liberal, to the man who has a heart for others, to the woman who has a heart for my kingdom. She will never lack on common help. He will never lack on common help. I give help to those who have prevailed over selfishness. But you see this now. Selfishness makes us to focus on ourselves. Selfishness makes us focus on our needs, thus robbing us off of the blessing of liberality, robbing us of the blessing of sacrificial living, robbing us of the blessing of sacrificial service, robbing us of the blessing of all forms of generosity. So dear friends, as we draw close to today's sharing, I believe that God has spoken to you. I believe that God's word has touched a major part of your life. I know without a shadow of doubt that God allowed us to share this at a time like this because of the next phase of glory is about to usher you into and you're going to attain that height as you prevail over selfishness. For too long, you focus on yourself alone. For too long, you've been protective of your space and your cycle. God is calling you today to have a heart for your generation, to have a heart for others, to look at the darkness in your world and to shine your light. His word says in Matthew chapter 5 that you are the light of the world and this is not just a quote to say, this is a responsibility on your shoulder. You are light, you are light, you are solution and God is calling you to shine forth that light. Let someone's life be better because of you. Let someone experience Jesus because of you. Let someone reconnect back with God because of you. Let someone fall in love with Jesus again because of you. I'd like you to take note of these important lessons. These are the rewards of existing as a blessing. These are the rewards of living a life of selflessness. The first, peace of mind. When you live a selfless life, you enjoy peace of mind because a life of selflessness is a life that is free of unhealthy competition. You're not trying to have what others have. It's a life of selflessness, a life free of strife, a life that enjoys Peace of mind is one of the rewards of living as a blessing. Another reward of living as a blessing, of existing as a light, is peace with God. Peace with God is a major blessing, is a major reward of living a selfless life where you are more conscious of honoring God in all things. You are more conscious in honoring God with every opportunity you have. You are more conscious of pleasing God above taking advantage 
age of anyone, what you're going to enjoy as a reward is peace with God. Another blessing of living a selfless life is supernatural support and divine assistance. Supernatural support and divine assistance. I'd like you to know this, that a genuinely selfless person effortlessly positions himself effortlessly positions herself for supernatural supplies and divine lifting god is committed to uplifting god is committed to rewarding god is committed to promoting god is committed to advertising selfless people i'd like you to take note of that that a major blessing you don't have to pray for it it is something you naturally walk into as you live a selfless life supernatural support and divine assistance Another major blessing of living a selfless life is fulfilled and impactful existence. Fulfilled and impactful. What a blessing to enjoy this dimension. Fulfilled and impactful existence. The foundation for impactful living, the foundation for generational influence is a life of selflessness. Friends, if you truly want to live a life of radical impact, you truly want to live as a shining light in your generation and beyond, where generations after you will learn from your stories, generation after you will make a reference to your life, you must first overcome selfishness. You must first overcome self-centeredness because when you keep looking out for yourself you will only see yourself you will never arrest the attention of your generation so a major blessing that we enjoy as we live as a blessing as we prevail over the temptation of selfishness is a fulfilled and an impactful existence I like you to know this dear friends that selflessness will earn you a great name a great name before God and a great name before people the secret of influence amongst men is selfless living while others build their focus on material possession while others build their focus build their pursuit on personal gains selfless people understand that a good name a honorable name both before God and before men is irreplaceable it has a value that is compared to nothing else I'd like you to be reminded of the examples of great and outstanding men that have passed through this earth. The likes of Jesus Christ when he lived on the face of the earth. Abraham, Solomon, David, and Nelson Mandela. These were people who prevailed over the temptation of selfishness. These were people who ended up with great names because of their selfless living. I pray for you today in the name of Jesus that the grace for selfless living is released upon you right now. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that from this you become an expression of the love of Jesus to us. And I decree that from today, the wisdom that you need to be a light everywhere you find yourself, the true wisdom that you need to live a selfless life rests upon you from today. I decree that from today, you will see people the same way God sees them. You will see opportunities the way God sees them. You will see service the way God sees it. I decree that from this 
day in the name of Jesus, no form of manipulation will succeed in making you live an insignificant life. I decree that from today, you are not selfish. From today, you are generous. From today, you are liberal. From today, you are a solution to the problems of men. From today, you do everything with the joy and the gladness of God. From today, I decree that you do not quit before your reward comes. I decree by the Spirit of God that a new you begins to manifest from today. I decree that you will become a positive reference of selflessness. I decree that you will have testimonies of selflessness in the name of Jesus. I decree this day that God will use you to show off to others in the name of Jesus. I decree that it is well with you and everyone connected to you in the name of Jesus. And right now, exercise authority and dominion over the spirit of infirmity. Anyone watching me right now who has a pain, a challenge, a health condition, whatsoever it is called, I decree that God's hand is upon you right now. Right now. I speak a miracle. I speak a healing. I decree that the presence of God invades your space. I command that infirmity to disappear right now in the name of Jesus. I decree that the miracle is set in motion right now. I decree that God's hand is upon you. A change takes place right now in the name of Jesus. I call you blessed and I decree that no weapon formed against you prosper. I decree that no curse prevails against you. You and everything connected to you is blessed. May the favor of God find you where you are. May good news proceed from you and may good news come to you in the name of Jesus. I call you blessed in Jesus' precious name. It is done. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today on this broadcast. We'll come your way again soon on our next broadcast date. I'd like you to download the mobile app, Power to Excel. It's available on all the App Store, Google App Store, or the iOS App Store. Download it. It'll be a blessing to you when you have access to all our messages on that platform and you get to be notified on our next broadcast date. The Lord bless you and every member of OFM Joburg, the Lord increase you on every side. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord make you a shining reference in your generation. You will not go down. You will not fail. You will not falter. You enjoy clarity in the name of Jesus. You do well. You prosper in everything in the name of Jesus. Consistent progress is your portion in Jesus mighty name. The Lord bless you. Any investment in knowledge pays the best interest. Nothing sponsors and sustains impossibilities, afflictions and limitation like ignorance. The absence of light gives dominion to darkness. Be inspired and empowered to live a fruitful, victorious and triumphant life as you get the anointed books written by Dr. Sule Emmanuel. To order for copies of these Destiny Empowerment books, including Power to Excel audio messages and video messages, contact the Bookshop and Resource Center of Omega Fire Ministry Johannesburg, Number 1 Hardy Street, Corner Cornelia Street, Marshalltown, Johannesburg CBD, South Africa. You can also get books written by Dr. Sule Emanuel at the Bookshop of Omega Fire Ministry International Headquarters, Auchi, Nigeria. We also invite you to visit our website on www.powertoexcel.tv or www.suleemmanuel.com to order copies of all our books and mp3 audio messages online. No matter where you are in the world, we can have our products delivered to your doorstep. For more information and further assistance, kindly call our sales team on plus 27. 110 444
0509944738. You can also send us an email of any inquiry to products at powertoexcel.tv. There is a book by Dr. Sule Emanuel that can speak to every area of your life. Buy them, eat them, experience a better life and better results. Thank you for joining Dr. Sule Emanuel on today's episode of Power to Excel. We look forward to another inspiring moment with you next time. You can send an email directly to Dr. Sule Emanuel on info at suleemanuel.com. Till we come your way again, always remember, no matter what anyone is saying against you, so long as they are not God, their words will not stand. God bless you.